All right, so uh, this is more of like an impromptu podcast, obviously. Oh dear. All and, right. And you're and you're busting out all your uh, drawing. Listen, man. No, 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 no. I'm 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 just like letting my, I'm letting the audience know exactly what's my, what, what my those... adult ADHD can only handle one more than one thing at a time. <laughs> no, so. no, no, I'm letting the audience know exactly what those sound effects are. Oh. That's <laughs> why. That's me yeah. making a racket. Yeah, that, that's you making. Yeah, because the microphone's picking it up. Oh dear. Yeah. So. Um, well, before we get started, though. Oh dear. Oh no, no, no. I mean, before we actually get started on the on the main topic at hand, let's start with a little uh, with a little lead in. So Alrighty. on this iPad, I have I have a preset to this thing. So That's you nice. did not remember like that that message I sent you? Did you actually get that message? Like I, with the, with the image on it? Uh, oh, I got nothing. You oh, got nothing. Nothing. I'm cool. Oh, that's terrible. Okay. Well, anyway, I'm I'm not too sure if you actually uh, know about this, but yeah. Uh, hell no. Oh, I, re I remember reading about this. It's finally coming out? It's actually been serialized since June. Obviously, I've been paying attention. Yeah, I know you, you haven't. Yeah, you're so jaded that you don't, you don't even care anymore. It's not so much I'm jaded. It's just I have very limited internet access nowadays. Okay, well, so basically for those of you who don't know what's going on... um. Uh, I I just like turned on my iPad and showed Vanessa uh, like uh, terrible things. Yeah, no, no, yeah, obviously that. But the terrible thing this time around is uh, a fan translation of the first chapter of the new Card Captor Sakura uh, story arc. It's so beautiful. Yeah, it's Clamp. You know, Clamp never loses their touch. Clamp never loses their touch. No, they're they they're evil, beautiful ladies, and uh, we should never underestimate their evil. Yeah, um, yeah, basically, yeah. There is a new story arc after twenty years, I believe. <laughs> No, is it a is it a remake or a remake? No, it's a continuation of the Ooh. Yeah. So uh, yeah, because um <laughs> so they're in junior high now. Yeah, they're in junior high. Okay, well here's the okay, so that also so that also explains why there's like a whole bunch of card capture sakura memorabilia like popping up in stores, right? Ah, that's why all everything suddenly got cheaper on eBay. Yeah, that's why everything's gotten cheaper. There's like a lot of reprints of everything. Hey. It's it's to get yeah, it's to get everybody up to speed. I'm excited. So yeah, and obviously they're even uh, obviously they already collaborated with probably like an anime studio. I'm guessing it's Studio Madhouse because Studio Madhouse has traditionally been the uh, the animation studio that's been responsible for most of Clamp's uh, anime adaptations. I'm excited. Yeah, so it's probably gonna be Clamp, or it's gonna be probably gonna be Madhouse. Um, they're probably, I don't know if, if they're going to bring all the old cast in, but they should be able to. Uh, they're still alive. Hey. For the most part. No, I mean, no, the voice actors, I mean. When did that come out? The 90s? Well, at least the animated version? Like, no, both came out in the, like, late 90s, like, mid, like, 19, like, the manga came out in 96, the anime came out, I think, in, like, 97 When, like, less than 20 years, Carl. I don't think anyone, I yeah. doubt many people are. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah, 96, yeah. That's why it's 20, that's why it's been 20 years, yeah. Yeah, so the, so the new arc. Yeah, so it's a new arc. Um, well, you know, you know how the the arcs are for the story arcs for Card Captor Sakura are, right? Mm, vaguely. Remember, like the okay, the first arc was her. Well, basically, the the general theme of Card Captor Sakura is her capturing cards, right? Right, or, or her getting cards, and then like you know she gains a new ability or whatever, right? The the theme for this arc is the same, hmm. um, right down to the, the the naming of it, because the first the first story arc was the Clo Card arc, right? Because hmm. she captures. She captures, okay, spoilers for people who haven't, like, actually, like, uh, consumed any card capture Sakura content, right? But, spoilers 20 years yeah. later. Yeah, 20 years, <laughs> 20 years later. Yeah, the, the Clo card arc is, like, pretty much her uh, getting all of uh, Clo Reed's cards, which is basically, like, uh, how, how she gets her magical powers. Like, she's, like, she's getting it actually from a powerful magician who somehow is still alive. 
Yeah, right? Someone's still alive in Did some way, shape, or form. Did they explain that? Or they just kind of like... Um, did Clamp just kind of like pat us on the head and say, just go with it? Um, like, I think a part of his soul is like trapped in like a young boy in somewhere in England. Right, 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 right. Yeah. And, and basically... Like, his, his soul is kind of like, kind of like Voldemort. Yeah, he's he's not a lich. Out. He's not a lich, but he like he pretty much it's the the way just the way, not evil and still with the nose. Yeah, the, the way his magic is working is like that of a lich anyway. Oh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Voldemort's essentially a lich, so. Hmm. The more you know. Yeah, because like uh, you know, in order to kill a lich, you have to destroy like the artifacts that keep him alive. So mm. yeah, you have to first destroy the artifacts that keep him alive. Otherwise, he keeps re- uh, resurrecting automatically after you destroy him. So basically, yeah, Voldemort is a lich. Hmm. Like yeah. a pervert with his pervert pillows. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, but Ask yeah. Ask me no questions. Okay, right. anyway, yeah. And then, like, the after, after like, uh, Sakura gets, like, all, all of uh, Chloe's cards back, right? Mm-hmm. Um, she then, like, goes through a trial and she says, oh, cool. And then they, they, they confirm that, yeah, she's, like, the new successor to Chloe, right? Yay. But uh, the, the real test, the, the next test is actually the Sakura card arc because then, like, she converts all of the Chloe card arcs into, her, into her, like, uh, her cards. Mm. And, you know, like, it's under her name now. Uh, it's all coming back to me very, very slowly. So... That's the that's the Sakura card arc. Now this new arc that's coming out is the clear card arc. The clear card arc. Yeah, like right now it's like they don't. It's like right now everything's still freaking vague after three chapters. But then again, you know what? Like every every manga chapter is about the equivalent of like about um, half an episode in, mm-hmm. in anime format. Well, knowing Clamp, they've like. Well, they probably got it all down in, already. In, in their cave, there's like you know two huge whiteboards and. <laughs> a very detailed explanation of every single step, like two thirds of it that we'll never see the public eye, but they know that it exists and it makes sense to them, but we'll just never really know. Yeah, and that we'll never ever ever see them step foot in the United States ever again. You know what? Why you gotta bring that up, Carl? <laughs> I missed my chance. Why yeah, you gotta bring that up? That, 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 you know what? They might actually come in next year because, like, 2007 was when they actually came in the United States. Don't give my black little heart, like, hope. That's not nice. And plus, you know, they have a reason to because they, they you know, they have Cardcrafter Sakura. Like, probably, they're probably gonna announce, like, a major, uh, you know, they're gonna do a big announcement saying, oh, we're, we're publishing Madhouse. The first episode is gonna premiere over here on this date, and Clamp is coming over to showcase it. Yeah! I hope they bribe them very, very well. Oh, that's, I'm pretty sure, that's how it always works at Enemy Expo. They always get the movers and shakers. All the movers and shakers. I don't know, Clamp is pretty, well, not all of Clamp, but some of the ladies from Clamp are very much like, ah, I don't want to go. Oh, yeah, they're, 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 they're home. They're homebodies, some of them. Others are, so, at least one of the other artists is like, yeah, let's go, guys. And the, other, the others are kind of like, ah, let's just stay here. We're cool. <laughs> They'll be fine. They'll well, figure it out. Okay, well, actually, the, uh, the the other thing that actually that was really jarring, um, when, actually, the first big thing that was really jarring, because they didn't really have any plot, I only, like, read the first chapter, like, about a few weeks ago, that mm-hmm. I caught up, because, like, right now, they release a chapter a month, obviously, so mm-hmm. now is August, so, like, if there's, 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 like much, there's not really much story yet, other than, like, her, her, oh, you want spoilers or no? Go for it. Okay, basically, um... With her, Clamp, there's her, no such thing. Yeah, her, her key changed. You know, like you know the the, the like yeah the little key that like uh, um, that transforms into her staff. Like it's not apparently a wand or whatever. It it, mm. it changed, and so um, she uses her new wand to capture. Because like basically what happened was, um, she had a dream as usual. Always starts with a dream. Always with a dream. Always starts with a dream. But this time her uh, the dream that she had was all of all of the cards that she owned they were wiped and they just became clear cards. Hence the arc. Yeah, they became clear cards. And so, like, uh, in chap- I'm gonna assume Clow is just messing with her. He must have gotten bored, 
must have like finished watching whatever stream that he was watching. <laughs> On Netflix. And, he, and yeah, he's like, going. you know, I wonder what she, I wonder what she's doing right now. Oh, I know. I'll mess with her. And that'll keep me entertained for like until my next show starts up again. <laughs> so the fall or the winter shows start. Yeah, apparently there is some. Yeah, apparently uh, uh, Lee uh, Lee Shadowland is actually uh, he actually knew uh, also because he had like a, a heads up from that one dude from England. I forgot his name already. What's his face? Yeah, like the you know like I think half of like uh, clothes like uh, soul or whatever. Yeah, he got, he got the heads up from him. That's What's why his he, face? Yeah, that's why he he transferred over to Sakura's school. Mm-hmm. So. Um, to prepare, uh, to be prepared for what was going to happen, which was this. So, um, basically, they don't know exactly, they, you know, this is a new form of magic, and so nobody, like, nobody knows exactly how to, you know, they can't detect it. Mm-hmm. It comes out of nowhere. Yeah, no, and nobody knows, no one can really detect any magic besides Sakura, so that's what how they're saying. Yeah. yeah, so no one knows what's going on. Um, other than Sakura's keychained, or key changed, mm-hmm. right? And, and, and she's now using it to capture uh, new cards, new spells pretty much with it like her yeah she just captured one and it's in like when she gets it it's like actually the the the, the card is still clear but like the the image is printed on it so it's like a transparent card essentially right. clear card theme whatever whatever anyway that that's so yeah but there's not there's not really much going on right now in terms of story but what really jarred me was a, was how they they changed the setting mm-hmm. like you know because uh, chronologically, the the story is, is literally just takes place after the end of the last chapter, or like a very short time after the end of the last chapter Ooh, okay. of the manga. So it's like you know she hasn't really aged at all or anything. She's still uh, whatever grade she's in, right? And I think she's still in elementary school. Yeah, she's still in elementary school. So they're probably gonna enter junior high. Yeah, like uh, likely. Yeah, her her brother is in college now. So uh, how nice of him. Yeah. So, but what really jarred me was um, the electronic gadgets that they're using. <gasps> Is that reflective of their time period? Well, it's called, like I mentioned before, Clamp likes to be hip and with it. They, 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 they like also to be like with the, the times. They, they, they also like to mess with... It's just No, it's just really jarring because it's just like, um, they're using smartphones. Hell yeah. <laughs> yeah, they're using modern smartphones. Like, I, 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 I have no idea what's up with the, the Japanese obsession with, uh, with, uh, with iPhone designs, but they apparently like love the, the iPhone 5 design. So like it's yeah the, like, yeah like the the iPhone five the five S the and then the recently released iPhone SE it looks like this like if you if you guys I'm showing it to Vanessa like I'm showing her the design of it like they love this design it's like they they're not using the iPhone six design which is hilarious meanwhile my phone is turning five in a couple of months and uh, can barely handle I don't know being turned on yeah apparently so I wouldn't know yeah apparently Sakura has a uh, has an iPhone because obviously her father is a professor at a college obviously at a university so he can afford it. Um, can he? Can he really? Yeah, uh, Ariel. I, I think that's what he's called. What he's okay. called. I don't. I don't know actually how you pronounce it. Like the the, Cloud's like uh, successor. Like Cloud's like spiritual successor. Ah, oh, right. The new kid. Yeah, the, that new kid in England somewhere. He's also using a smartphone. I'm like, I thought he'd be like Hell a. Yeah. Yeah, he's using a smartphone. Uh, to was it to Tavoyo is actually using like a modern like HD. Weren't you like. In a fury because they changed her hair. What did they do to her hair? Oh no, they changed it into bu- no. They bunded. No, I liked it. It was just it was just like a little bit. Uh... Oh, I thought you were scandalized. No, no, no. I'm like, did they give her a haircut? No, no, they they bunded up. Or a trim? No, no, no. They 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 bund they they. <gasps> Look. Yeah, they're actually they're less noodly too. It's so cute. Well, it's a different artist. They have I think two. I think they've got the two mean artists and the occasional third one. I know one of the clamp gals no doesn't really uh contribute 
art-wise so much anymore. No, wait, it's not here. Where the freak? I forget. I think it was earlier in the chapter. Yeah. Yeah, I think it was earlier in the chapter. This Ooh. is terrible. Yeah, and you know what? This is you have to wait for the you have to wait for this. It's beautiful. Yeah, you have to wait for the you have to wait for them to release enough chapters so they can actually release a volume of it, Literally. and then which is which is how we get it over the United States. Listen. So right now you have to rely on fan translations of it. All I have to say is as long as they don't traumatize me, like they did with um, a lot of their other stuff with Holic and uh, what was the other one, Subasa. I'll be happy. I thought it was I thought it was more like trolling. I'm, 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 you know, like just, just from the onset, like looking. I, I never actually re read like Subasa Reservoir Chronicle, but, at, like you know, like as the years pass of me not mm. actually consuming it at all, I, I just realized it was just a, I just had this general hunch that they were just <laughs> trolling people. They're just yeah. trolling their fan base. Yes. They're just like you know we want more Chobits, we want more Carcaptor Sakura, we want more. You know, let's just make an official Dojinshi of like all these characters in the <laughs> alternate universe. Oh, all I know is, well, look. I've been waiting for a very long time for X-1999 to continue, which who knows when that'll happen. But all I know is uh, a co-worker of mine actually began to read Tsubasa a few months ago. Mm -hmm. And he only had, like, the very vaguest idea of Clamp and their uh, the shenanigans they like to come up with. And I told him, I'm like, he, because he was a fan of uh, card captors growing up card captors the, oh the, the, the u.s the localization yes the u.s version and i t and he's like are these characters from subasa they, they look like from card captors and i'm like i have i news for you and i let him know i'm like look clamp the brilliant they, there it is they, there, there there's the buns see the bundle for here oh, the cards cute. hush oh wait wait wait, 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 wait <gasps> look she's so cute look she's so cute oh my god he's so little <laughs> oh, I'm so used to him being all stretched out from the Tsubasa. They all, all noodly. They're all tall and teenagers and noodly. And noodly. Look, you're so little. Oh, that, oh, yeah, see, he's like his old buddy right there. But she likes she likes being cute though. That's fine. No, I I have I have no qualms with. That. I was just I, I was just like joking around about like what did they do to her hair? Oh, there it is. Look, look, she's adorable. Yeah, see, he's like like their their legs are less noodly. Yeah, because they're little. No, they're they're older. Oh, they're little. <laughs> they're a little older. They're not like teenagers, like stretched <laughs> out, six feet tall teenagers. <laughs> Noodle people. Why <laughs> do? Anyway. So, so yeah. What? So now you're you're probably eagerly anticipating like uh, the the first vlog to come out. Absolutely over here. not. No. Why not? I'm gonna wait until uh, there's at least a couple of uh, books out, and then maybe I'll give it a crack. Uh, uh, or, or, or you're just going to break down and cry and Listen, just Listen, I have been a fan of Clamp since I've discovered, you know, Japanese manga. and uh, Japanese visual art. <laughs> Japanese visual art back in the late 90s. And uh, it's called I Know Better. <laughs> you know better? I, I've been a Clamp fan for a very, very long time. I even own some of uh, Clamp's Dojinshis from the 80s. Good times. And uh, that's because I'm insane. And uh, hey, it's, I, I have more Dojinshi than you. I'm sorry. No, I trust me. I, I have... <laughs> I have a big stack at home just staring at me, asking, why did you spend so much money on me? Well, the, the we can use this I at can... college or yeah. car. But, yeah. however, I, I have been a longtime Clamp fan. It's going on almost two decades now. And at this point, I know better, okay? I know better. Yeah. I, I decided to read Holic in real time as it uh, came out. I both read it, you know, online and the fans' translations and 
the official um, one that came out here in the States. And my God, that was that torture. And I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do better next time. Whatever client comes out with next time, I'm just going to take my time. I'm not going to do it, you know, month by month or whenever the <laughs> fuck they release it. And uh, why? Because I, I enjoy whatever little bit of my black heart is left. <laughs> and Clamp has a tendency of, of, of giving you false hope and then tells you, hey, look at the little birdie. And then they take out, rip out your heart and then stomp on it. And they're, <laughs> and they're like, oh, did you enjoy that? Don't worry, we'll be back again next month. Oh, uh, okay, so they're, they're, okay, they're the female equivalent of Shoji Kawamori then. No, no, they're not the female equivalent. They are the originators. They're evil. And I love them, but, you know, prepare to have your life destroyed by clamp. <laughs> My coworker had the unfortunate, or fortunate, whatever, uh, example of reading through Tsubasa, um, like I said, this summer. And he was, well, I wouldn't say destroyed. Destroyed is a little exaggerated. I would say, like, traumatized. <laughs> really? He was a little traumatized. And when he got about halfway through the series, uh, when shit went from hey, this looks like a really fun, cool adventure made by Clamp. And then all of a sudden, oh my God, why is everything on fire? Oh, grim, it went grimdark? It went grimdark. And I'm and when he got about halfway through, I'm like, oh, oh it hasn't gotten bad yet. Don't worry. It'll uh, get worse. It'll get worse, bro. Well, the next time you saw him, he was like in a fetal position or something? Close enough. Close <laughs> enough. And uh, I, I believe, if I recall correctly, I was accused of why wasn't why didn't I warn him enough. And I'm like, I did warn you. It's Clamp. I told you to stop. I told you to go back. No. I'm, 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 like I said, I'm pretty sure, like, yeah, Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicle was really just, like, them, like, just getting really angry at the fan base for asking them to make more stuff that they don't want to I, I think it was more, like, a fun release for them. I, I feel like it was them rehashing, you know, old things. Because, for, you know what, they, well, they, they for some they, they, of, they for some of the old well, characters, yeah, okay. um, mm. they lived. They got to live. And, and they left him alive <laughs> at the end of the chapter, and and no one was traumatized, and everybody had body parts. So some of them anyway. And 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 like you know, they weren't like. At, listen, some of their characters have lived very very tragic lives on pages, and you know what? It was really nice to see them play with them gently, and and you know, and, and leave them in one piece before they left that universe it, it was nice that's what that's the way i saw it that they were just kind of enjoying themselves and giving their, their tragic characters an alternative universe for where they don't die where they don't die as, as badly as badly actually well my experience with clam is a little bit different because then again i i guess i was more towards like little kid stuff like because angelic layer was happy yeah and this cardcaptor sakura was also happy too like they have they have their levels of, of stories that they tell They've got their little kid things like Cardcaptor Sakura and like Angelic Lair, you know, where stuff happens and it's not traumatic and everybody lives. Oh, yeah, and so, it's, oh yeah, so like there's, there's also Chobits too. There's pretty much, oh, and Chobits too. And yeah. there's more or less a happy ending. <laughs> and then there's the second level crap, like uh, Holland, Clover and Clover. And Clover. <laughs> and where, you know, traumatic shit does happen, but, you know, they kind Such is life. Such is life. <laughs> and then there's their. You know, this, there's, there's, they're just fucking tragedies where I think they actually really enjoy themselves, and they <laughs> kind of relish in the in, in in this horrific world that they managed to create. And and uh, it, it just AKA like, X nineteen ninety nine. God damn it. Oh, oh yeah, I haven't actually. You don't wanna. 
Yeah, I don't want to. No, you don't. Which wanna. one? The, the anime or the, the both. manga? Well, both. Because neither of them are finished. They're both on hiatus. Because, <laughs> you know, uh, whoever wh- whoever worked on the anime, whichever house was it, I'm sure they were optimistic too when they first, you know, got it. They're like, oh, yeah, you know, we got this one from Clamp and it's going to be so great. No, it's, it's usually, like I said, it's usually Studio Madhouse yeah. that. Uh... Well, wh- whatever poor bastard was stuck animating that one. <laughs> it's usually Madhouse. And, yeah. and then they're like, well,. Okay, X is now in hiatus. Maybe it'll be back in like my next year or something. Meanwhile, it's been like over a decade. I, I want to say it's almost close to two at this point, and that looks that shit looks like it's never gonna come back. Or if they are, they've been very slowly like scamming us, and then they actually have been very slowly working on X for the past twenty years, and they have like three hundred chapters all lined up, just so they can slowly torture us by putting one out like every other month. Well, at least at least Clamp isn't like one of those weird people, or like is it, well, weird people. That's a bad way. To, that's a bad word. They're um, not weird. They're evil. No, no, yeah, they're, they're at least, gleefully evil, and I, I, I love okay. it about them. It, I well, admire. Yeah, well, at least Clamp isn't like us, like because you know the the author of Berserk, right? Oh, good Christ! Yeah, what about him? You, you know the reason why he goes on hiatus on network? Probably because he breaks his hand. No, you, you know what the actual reason is why he goes on long breaks? Why? Because he plays Idol Master. Son of a bitch. <laughs> I like how this all comes full circle. Son of a bitch. Yeah, no, seriously, he's a big fan of the Idol Master, so like, whenever he feels like it, since he's like so well off, he just he can just say, "Hey, I'm taking a break, guys." And usually, the reason is I'm gonna play the new version of Idol Master. You know Master. what? Like, I, that must be like. It's 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 like it's like a really stark contrast because Idol Master is like happy. <laughs> it is. Kind of that reminds me a little bit of uh, Stephen King, the the author. Yeah, the author. And uh, because he he's like everyone who's ever met him. He's this really, you know, he's this relatively nice man who uh, doesn't seem like he's full of evil, crazy, bizarre, disgusting thoughts, but he is. And, you know, it's a stark contrast of the crap that he can create, literally and figuratively. <laughs> yeah. Like, it's, that that doesn't strike me as surprising. No. I, I think, I think most mangakas that can get away with it would love the idea of only working hard enough to put out one chapter a month yeah. or basically whatever series arc they would like to start and finish whenever the fuck they want. Because most mangakas have to, like, grind oh, no, no, they have every to gr- week. Yeah, they grind, like, Chapter every- a week. Mm-hmm. And that's that's crazy talk. I don't know how the hell they can manage it, but well, well no, they grind with a team. <laughs> well, they grind with a team, but it's still, it's still a grind. They still yeah. have to work really, really hard. And I'm sure folks like Clamp, they're like, you know what? Living the life. They are living the life. I think we're gonna we're gonna work on this instead. It's sort of the fans of Bowen because they keep asking for this stuff. Well, that's their own fault. The fans <laughs> should know better by now. Yeah, don't don't ask for that like, stuff. Like I very rarely whine about X and Clamp because they have ears everywhere. I'm convinced, and, every, <laughs> and I feel like every time I complain that it's been in hiatus for longer than I've been alive. They, they, like, just subconsciously decide, oh, Vanessa complained about it again. Oh, we gotta put it off for another month. Oh, no, 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 oh, wait, 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 did, did they even add salt to the wound by, like, hey, here's some X, not, here's some X art that we had, like, a long time ago, and they post it on social media Good or whatever. Christ, I have no idea if they do that. Like, and if they do, I'll, I'll I think I'd cry. Or, oh, <laughs> I thought you started cutting yourself. No. <laughs> not, I, not I'm, I'm, I'm all about the crying. Oh, okay, not, not all about the uh, No. No kidding, it's just, just tears, just a lot of salty-ass tears. Okay, actually, yeah, because you know what, for some weird reason, I tend to, like, 
uh, like all the clamp stuff that I, I, I've actually like uh, consumed, mm-hmm. like all the clamp content, there's usually like happy stuff, which is weird. Like the it's not it? weird. It's because you're smart. Uh, am I? You instinctively know. You you are like. Hmm, I don't think I want to get. Yeah, because like was it okay for me? It's like was it Miyuki China Wonderland? Mm-hmm. Um, with the Man of Many Faces. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, the only the only sad was like Clover, but like me like just like eh, Clover. Yeah. <laughs> um. Let's see. What else was there? Yeah. Card Captor Sakura. Uh. Mm-hmm. Angel Angelic Lair. Wish. Uh. Kobato. Oh, Wish was lovely. Yeah, Wish was good. Uh. Kobato too. Mm-hmm. Um. And Chobits, I think. Yeah, it was Chobits. And what else was there? There's, they, like, did a bunch of other stuff. They've done a ton of shit. They've got so much out there. Yeah. Like, I, I didn't I didn't read uh, Tsubasa Reservoir Chronicle or Triple, Triple Holic yet. You should leave it like that. What? Don't even bother. Just leave it be. Uh, what, both of those? Yes. Mm, no. Just leave it up. That, that's okay. just... It, so it, those two series are literally just them trolling everybody? Pretty much, I think so. I, I think they had a grand time... I think Colic was their the story that they wanted to tell. Yeah. And I feel like Subasa was um, their their doujinshi. Sort of like their doujinshi of their own characters. And, and then and then they just did another doujinshi with and, Kobato. I'm like. And they just kind of meshed the two, and they went to town, and and you know, their clever evil selves made this fantastic world. Oh uh, wait, so what about Kobato then? Was it just like another doujinshi thing? I, I don't get. It. Honestly, I don't. I don't think I ever read Kobato. Really? Yes. Well, you could get it on a... Don't, 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 no. Not, don't tempt me with evil. What? It, it looks happy. Um, it's clamp we're talking about. This is clamp. Well, no, actually, I, what is it? Because the serialization was originally in New Type magazine. Mm-hmm. So they had to be, it had to be short. Um, but the, and obviously the anime adaptation expanded on it. And it's been so, it, it's, it's, yeah, because it's weird. The Kobato anime feels more like a J-drama at times. Uh-oh. It's weird. Hmm. You don't trust, trust it? I don't trust Clamp. I know better nowadays. <laughs> you know better nowadays. But Listen, if, well, I had, if I knew then what I knew now, I would never pick up Clamp. Ever. Well, the, but the, the new card card for Sakura are... I know it's so cute, but no. <laughs> but no. But no. I'm going to wait for it. I'm going to wait like probably till next year for me to look at it. Probably next summer. No, next year will probably be when they start the first... When they like actually finish production of the first episode of the anime. And then what ends up happening is Clamp expands like all their content. If if I know Clamp at this point, they especially for like a, a big franchise like or, or one mm-hmm. of their bigger IPs like Cardcaptor Sakura, mm-hmm. um, they closely collaborate with the studio to actually create exclusive content for that format. They do because again they're evil. And yeah, and they expand upon it, and so it's just like, why do you even want to read the the manga at that point? Because it's just like so short. Because I love the manga. I love the details. I I, I love each individual artist. Yeah, actually, you know what? I, I like the I like the clear card arc art a yeah. lot because it's like a lot cleaner. I'm guessing it's actually primarily because two um, when uh, when Cardcaptor Sakura was first being published in the United States, they were using crappy paper. Well, that too, and I'm yeah. sure back in the day they were still using the old school versions of doing things. I'm sure Clamp has actually embraced technology and uh, probably they've likely been digitalized for years now no i don't th- no i don't think so i think so i i don't think so because uh there's like a lot of people who still do it traditionally um but the heck like we're, we're, we're jumping i actually want to finish this this thought first before we jump in, into that next subject oh yeah no but no I, no yeah no the, i think it was because yeah i the reason why i didn't like the the u.s uh Part, you know, like the uh, the card copy Sakura art when it was first released over here it was yeah they used crappy paper because um, I went to uh, I think 
Yeah, I went to Mitsuwa because it was, I think it was called Mitsuwa by the time uh, I actually went. Yeah. I went to Mitsuwa uh, and I went to the Kinokunio bookstore. And at the time, before like the, you know, the, the Japanese public, like the, the book publishers in Japan, like uh, coordinated better with the U.S. publishers in Japan, <laughs> they were, they like uh, Kodansha actually released their own version of Cardcaptor Sakura, like the, the, the Clo Card arc, right? Mm-hmm. They, they released like the, the volumes of the Clo Card arc. Um, there, there's like a special version of it. That had like a their own English translation. I wonder why. Yeah. Who's the original translator? Oh, I forgot. Like, uh, I th- I think I still. I know ha- they're I know they're out of business now. Whoever originally had Cardcaptor in comic. Oh no no it was Tokyo Pop that did the the U.S. Ah. Yeah it was Tokyo Pop that did the the U.S. localization of it like the first one, mm-hmm. um, and then uh, Dark Horse like uh, picked up the remains. <laughs> picked up the remains. Yeah they did. Like a corpse, Jesus. Well they, did. well, they picked up the publishing remains, pretty much. But, like, yeah, Kodansha um, initially had, like, a, a run of uh, the Cloakard arc volumes um, mm-hmm. with, like, uh, in their own English translation. And, like, you know, and the... the, the and let me tell you why. Yeah, and the book... Yeah, and the book was actually taller than the, than the, than the typical manga. And the reason why was because, like, uh, you know, it, the, these volumes were actually meant for native Japanese speakers to try and learn English. Oh, were they really? Yes. Uh, yeah, because like, uh, yeah, the reason why they were taller was because um, then the, the typical manga uh, manga uh, tankoban in in Japan was because uh, 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 at the, at that cutoff point where where usually where the the page would would actually be cut off, mm-hmm. there would actually be like little footnotes of like the, of the Japanese translated translation of the of the English dialogue for that page. Really, I didn't yeah. know that. Yeah, I, I have it somewhere like in my garage. I, I kept those because I'm pretty sure those are a lot of money now. I bet. Yeah, because uh, I don't, they never reprinted those. I bet. Primarily because I'm guessing they didn't want to deal with the, <laughs> the, 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 the that that whole fiasco with the with Tokyo Pop, like yes. like going, hey, what what the freak, man? You know, fiasco? it's like we're we're trying to do our best here, but you know, you got your like your better quality paper on this thing, and they could just go to a Japanese bookstore and get them. Yeah. No comment. Yeah, no call, no say, right? That's no comment, because then we'll be here all night with me complaining. Many people have touched upon Toku Pop and the mess that they left behind. Oh yeah, like we could we could totally like spend days talking about like all the mess that, that they're still around, but like more like well they came back. They're more like a holding company right now though. <sighs> no, like they, they actually can't. They're not really active, but they're they're more like a holding. They're company. not active because they haven't found a sucker to give them money. Yeah. Well, no, because they... also because the other, the the their successors are doing a better job. It's kind of like a. Well, no, you, you won't really know about it because it's video game related too much. You wouldn't really know, like, about publishers, like, video game publishers. I do, because I don't play video games. Yeah, well, yeah, you're not in, you're not as uh, into them as uh, I am. Well, because I'm not cool, sir. No, 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 you're, you're cool. You're I'm totally, super cool. You're totally cool. I'm the cutest. But apparently you're, you're not cool. Okay, so what was it? I gave, you, I gave you a volume, right? Yes. I gave you a book. I, I, was, I was given a book. Yeah. Uh-huh. I gave you a book. Right. Um, what was it? And the name of the book was called Tampopo? Tampopo. Yes, Tampopo. By Camila de Arrigo. Ca- yeah. Ca- Camila de Arrigo. So. Uh, so, so, I guess this was a really, really terrible transition, wasn't it? <laughs> yes, it was. <laughs> you only have yourself to blame, oh host. Yeah, I know, right? Um, the, yeah, the reason why we were talking about Clam for a freaking long time. 50 years. For 50 years was because... Uh, 30 minutes. Yeah, the, the this graphic novel uh, by Camila de uh, Arrigo. What the heck? Camila de... Oh, what's her name again? 
I'm just going to pronounce it Dayrico until... No, it's Italian. It is Italian. Yeah. She's of Italian... Um, yeah, she's she's of Italian descent. But descent, there She has, like, a like very, very, like, American accent, though. Like, she's Canadian. Can, Canadian. She's Canadian. She's from Vancouver, I believe. Yeah. And the reason why we talked about Clint for a good long time was because uh, when I first opened up this book, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why does this feel like a clamp graphic or like a clamp manga? Whatever you do mean, it's not nearly as traumatizing. <laughs> it's getting there. Oh, no, it's a po- Oh, it, it, it does. But it gets there. Oh, it it's gets really there. Close. Hey, hey, Vanessa. Why, Carl? Do you want me to show you something? No, if, if it's chapter two, I'm going to ignore you. I'm walking out. God damn it. It's fucking <laughs> chapter two. See, you know, it comes with... And it's thicker. What the fuck? It comes with... No, actually, because I bought the first volume used, so it didn't come with, like, the sleeve cover thingy. <gasps> That's terrible. That means you have to buy it. I have to buy book. it again, but you know what? This is... The first... This this copy of the first volume is my beater copy now. Oh, Christ. I could just show it to people. Like, hey, look how nice this art God is. God damn it, Carl. <laughs> oh, and you know what? She is pulling a clamp on us. Whatever do you mean? If you ever, you know what, you know how this chapter ends, or how this volume ends? On a cliffhanger, I'm sure. And you know, and you know what she said, uh, like on her on her blog. What? She's working on volume three. You know when you know when she announced that? Uh, this month, I'm sure. No, or over sometime a, this year. Over a year ago. Whatever. <laughs> I love how everything comes full circle. Listen, man, this is why I don't read works in progress. Okay. I, I didn't even know this was a work in progress. I, I thought this was done. Bro, did you not see chapter one? <laughs> I mean, volume that one? For val- volume one. I mean, that right there was a, a clean cl- cut indicator that you were going to be riding on the roller coaster of suffering. Riding on the roller coaster of suffering? Yeah, yeah she takes her sweet time on, on, on doing well, these. Well, to be fair, she's an independent artist, and if she's publish- publishing these things independently, they're going to take forever and a day to come out. But it, the end result is so worth it, though. Oh, it's pretty. Yeah, it's like, yeah, she, like, because, uh, was it, Camille, Camille de Erico is uh, actually a surreal, but like a pop surrealist art graphic mm-hmm. artist. But um, you don't really get to see her her, her talent really uh, uh, well, come into play. her painting skills. Right? Yeah, no, her painting skills, yes, in the first line, but her, her, her surrealist, like, style doesn't really come into play until, like, the, the middle of, yeah, like, right in the middle of volume two. God damn it. Yeah, it's, and it looks really good. Yeah, yeah. God damn it, Carl. What? You know, we didn't even talk about exactly why I like this thing other than Listen, just... Listen, I had a hard time with the first one. I, I I like things that are a little more direct. I don't really like thinking. As evidenced by many of my actions throughout my life. And... But you like the... the but but the, the art looks so nice. But it was so beautiful. But Jesus Christ, I struggled with it because I actually had to sit down and like contemplate it. You know, I, I, I don't want to get you for, for your birthday. And then for Christmas, why? <laughs> your birthday will be will be volume one. Yeah, I'm not saying anything anymore. And then your, your Christmas gift will be volume two. Why can't you just like? <laughs> and then you're on your own to get volume three whenever that. Absolutely not. I'm not playing that game with you again. <laughs> for those of you in the audience, uh, <laughs> Carl for years has tortured me like this. He introduces me to whatever garbage he's reading. <laughs> Or watching, or playing, or what have you, and it's always bullshit that I would never look at on my own, in my own time, and it always ends up me really enjoying myself and thinking, wow, this is fantastic, and this, you know, this is going to happen yet again. <laughs> with Tom Popo? Yes, with Tom Popo, because goddamn you, Carl. Always <laughs> and forever, goddamn you. Okay, well, 
Okay. Well. Anyway. What? what okay. Let, let, let's 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 like dissect like all these all these little parts of Tom Popo right now because right now you you have a hard time reading it. What? Yes. If, okay. So, for those of you who've never uh, looked at Tom Popo before, um, what what I actually find really lovely about the, this this uh, graphic novel because it's technically not a manga, right? And what no, I like about this novel. yeah, what I like about this graphic novel is the fact that one she is. Uh, she has actually successfully copied like a lot of the famous like art styles hmm. of uh, of Japanese uh, uh, yeah of Japanese artists like you know very popular. Her art style is very much influenced by you know Japanese manga style. Yeah, no, I, and and I clearly say yeah, like uh, like the main heroine of of Tampopo, which is Tampopo. Like her her, her uh, like she's a dead ringer. Like her, her most of her most of her character design is a dead ringer for uh, of Chi from Chobits. Definitely is. I can see it. Like even like even even like down to her facial expressions. I can see it. Um, and I know exactly why she chose Chi um, uh, as her as her point of refer- reference for Tampopo because uh, obviously if you don't know what Chobits is about, uh, it's like about uh, personified like uh, computers that t- you know they're, they're they're humanoid computers essentially, and they function as androids as well as a computer. Right. So um, and you know the main the main character finds uh, Chi who is like uh, one of these computer character or like one of these computers right um but you know she he finds her in the trash and has no idea who she is so she they, they don't know exactly where she's come from and she doesn't know who she is either so she she acts like an innocent child hmm. right and this is this is in parallel to tempo before right a little bit yeah I can no see. no it's 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 like dead on the only difference the only difference that uh uh camilla camilla wrote about her character is that she's quote unquote knowledgeable like about a lot of you know she she has a lot of knowledge but she doesn't know much about the well, outside world. Well, yeah, we find the character at the beginning of uh, Volume 1 attached to this, you know, strange mechanical contraption. Uh, via, it basically looks like a machine attached to her head, like a hat. Yeah, it looks like something out of Serial Experiments Lane, actually. <laughs> a little bit. It's, it's very sci-fi. Yeah, it's very cyberpunkish. And that's that's what I, I was actually really pleased about. I mean, you don't often see female characters, girl characters in a sci-fi setting in graphic novels. It's not, especially drawn like clamp style. Especially drawn, you know, in Japanese animation style or Japanese manga style. It's it's a nice alternative. Um, it's just not something you see very commonly. Yeah, she's she, she's doing a lot of stuff. She's like meshing in styles that diff- that typi- that typically won't like you know. That you typically won't see in the manga. You won't see like shoujo like design characters like a clamp style character mm. in like some sort of serial experiment lane like background or like in like some sort of environment. And she does it so well. It, it's like because like you know what one scene is like very very like rough and sketchy like a Yoshitoshi Abe like uh, illustration, mm. right? And then the next scene is just like super clean lines like you would see like in the clamp ma- in the clamp manga. Um, and then it just mishmash, like, but the facial expressions are like what really nails it for me, because uh, I was like, oh my god, the freak! <laughs> what, what is this feature on Chi or whatever? Um, but what you didn't like about it was the the dialogue, right? The dialogue threw me off a little bit. I didn't expect that. Um, to be fair, I don't read books in that. You don't, style. You don't, yeah, you don't, you don't read like poetry. It's very poetic, yeah. and I am not a poetic person. Yeah, but. The, the, yeah, you know what? I was also. Uh, I, I'm sorry. Yeah, I was. I was. Uh, what, did you have to say? Okay. Well, I was just gonna say, um, like, I like things a little more direct, and I definitely like long, boring chapters. And 
this was um, you, you'd have to reread it at least one or two times maybe a couple times more in order to really and you have to slowly read it too because there was a lot that I'm sure I managed to miss that and quite I was a little confused but there's a really nice story there no, no. Well, actually, uh, I, I, I disagree with you. Actually, this would be the, like a very generic story if it weren't for the fact it was written in this style. Yes. Well, I mean, it's, it's a story that's been told before. Yes, but it wasn't told in this way. No. And what th- this is actually one of the key points that I loved about this because um, one, one, you know, one, one of the stereotypes of, of, you know, of, of anime manga in the United States is it's, you know, it's just... It's just like a, a niche form of entertainment, mm-hmm. right? Um, and it's primarily because of like the publisher's fault. You know, like um, typical publishers who bring this stuff over to the United States, they tend to choose titles that are either edgy, right? Ah. Yeah, they're right. They're, they're either edgy, they're, they're high in action or high in sci-fi, right? Or they're ultra-violent, <laughs> right? But well, that's true. No, no. If you ever noticed that, like, or or they're like shows that like only appear in like late night or like otaku oriented shows, like yeah, <laughs> yeah, like you know, like a lot of stuff they bring over like harem shows or moe, like you know, like moe girl shows. But to be fair, I mean, comic books and animation has always been seen in the United States as a juvenile genre. It's not supposed to be. No, most most of the people who know of its existence only see it as a way to entertain children even though it's a genre that could be used to entertain anyone who seeks it out um Mm -hmm. and japan has definitely had it has very much embraced animation and comic books as a way to just tell a story no matter who the audience happens to be yeah well the other the other big well the other big uh, reason from from my perspective mm-hmm. you know from what i've seen is the fact that um you know the, the person who helped uh, pioneer the field and you know the pioneered the entertainment industry or the for, for 2d for 2d animation in japan he wasn't afraid to just jump into anything um you know he he did stuff was it tezuka did whatever he wanted to do right. like he did you know he like he, was, he did like one of the first shoujo he did like a lot of sci-fi mm-hmm. right and i and he wasn't afraid to actually just do like adaptations of quote unquote boring stuff like <laughs> day to day like, things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like one and one of the like for example like one of the, one of the, like the one of one of the the projects that he was involved with before he passed away mm. was actually uh, doing um, an a, like an anime adaptation of the Bible of, of Bible stories. Really, you didn't know that? I did not know that. Yeah, like you know, like that was like one of the last projects that his studio was responsible for before he passed away. Right, and it was awesome because I actually saw it. Like, um, you know, when well, I uh, like the the scene I remember, the story I remember clearly was when when Cain killed Abel, mm-hmm. right? You know, he, he kills Abel with a rock and stuff, right? Right. And how they how how and they made God like look super cool because like you know like Cain is like walking around like mm-hmm. out in the desert field, right? And then God, you know, then God's moving voice is like, Cain, I saw did you kill Abel? And he's like. No, I didn't. And so he starts running away. Then like a, a like a like a like a, a bunch of fire pops up like from the ground in front of him, and he tries to run away. But then like the the fire then starts slowly forming a circle around him. That's that's clearly anime style right there. Right. And it's pretty awesome, right? I'm gonna assume I've never watched it. No, well you know it's by by Tezuka's like old animation studio, and that that that's the that's the kind of problem that um <clears throat> that's and that's the reason why partial like a big reason why anime 
and manga is stigmatized over here because they never bring that over here. Um, you know, they have like what is it? They they also have they like they actually also have like that's still stuck in Japan. They have an animated version of of Le Mi, of like Le Miserable. Miserable. I don't know how you say that. Le Miserable. Yeah, Something Le like Miserable. Yeah, Miserable. They have that over there. Right. That's it, never been brought over here. They have the Diary of Anne Frank. Hmm. Right. They have like all that stuff, and it's still stuck in Japan. And part of the reason why is because, um, well, there's probably two reasons for it. One, um, we have our own equivalent over here, <laughs> right? But I wouldn't, I, you know, it wouldn't hurt to try and see if, uh, just try and bring it over here. And th there are, there is actually one publisher who is waking up to this besides Dark Horse because uh, Dark Horse tried, because uh, uh, there, there's like this one author, there was this one author. Who uh, who did like uh, what is it? Who who did like storybook styled uh, adaptations of fairy tale stories, mm -hmm. right? But um, like he was he was well known uh, for you know before he started doing this gig, he was well known for doing like uh, otaku moi like styled art. Okay. But he cleaned up you know he cleaned up his art so it was actually more accessible. Um, to uh, you, I think I showed you one of them. Like mm -hmm. was it like I had Little Riding Hood, Thumbelina, mm -hmm. I believe, and there was like a bunch of others. I don't think you refer because I don't remember this. You don't remember this stuff, yeah. But um, there was another, there, but there's also another publisher called called Udon Entertainment, mm -hmm. and what they're actually doing, because um, like I just walked over to Barnes and Noble and I was like, uh, I saw, like, yeah, I saw, yeah, I saw a manga of like Le, Le Miserable, Le, Le Miserable. I'm like, close, well, yeah. good enough, good enough. Yeah, Le Miserable, right? I was like, huh, what is this? Okay, I was like, I'm like, hey, who published this? This is Udon. I'm like, interesting. Uh -oh. Yeah, so like they're actually trying to bring like the because like that that's that's the that's the power of of manga mm. it's it's another avenue to uh help um tell uh, a story and right. using <clears throat> using you know both images and words mm. right as opposed to a novel you can't really you can't really uh uh tell the story of Les Miserables using like uh really using just like words in general because it was a play right right yeah so first. Yeah, it was, it was mostly a play, so you'd just be looking at a script. Hmm. Well, but, no. No, I believe it was a novel first. It was a novel first? I think so. We'll have to find out about this it later. The internet for the rescue! Yeah, but like what 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 Camille does with Tampopo, like you know, and the reason why I like uh, the the way she wrote the story, the, wrote the story in the style of, of poetry and like old and you know in the style of like old liter old classic literature, yeah. is because this opens up the potential. You know, this 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 reveals the potential of uh, of manga as a storytelling medium, right? It's not just simple you know simple dialogue guys punching each other, right? <laughs> it could also teach kids how to read like classic literature, right? If the dialogue was written that way, because you know, I, I if I was actually a teacher and be like, you guys don't like reading this this old literature crap. Well, you know what? How about you try reading this instead? Because the other the other nice thing about this this uh, graphic novel too, uh, the, the Tampopo graphic novels is, um, Camila is actually very Camila is actually very very open, is as to where she actually copied like uh, the the storytelling styles from, like at the very like you know if you actually just look at the chapters. The, yeah, the yeah, like it'll tell you like what, what like what's the, you know what story she actually mostly copied like uh, the influenced. Yeah, she was influenced from. So like for example, Tampopo for chapter one of volume two is apparently inspired by William Shakespeare's Richard the Third. Oh lord. Right. Not yet. Um, and apparently Alone by Edgar Allan Poe 
and two loves I have of comfort and despair by William Shakespeare. This is all. Th this is what she pulled from for chapter one story. Uh, for chapter two story, she was mostly inspired by Edgar Allan Poe's short stories, um, the Pit and the Pendulum, and the Mask of the Red Death. Right, okay. and you can clearly see it in, uh, in in as you read the chapter. Obviously, uh, you about to have to buy it because she doesn't have a digital format. Right. Uh -huh. Yeah, but it's actually really, really awesome. Um, and I would actually recommend that you buy it. Unfortunately, uh, well, actually not unfortunately. No, you could, you could get it. Um, do not actually, if, if, you, uh, if you check out Amazon, it's actually really funny. You, you, like, uh, there are two versions of, of, of Tampopo because like the first, the first prints, like the earlier chapters were actually released individually. And then she, I, after a certain point, she just said, screw it. I'm just going to release them in volumes now instead. <laughs> Cause like yeah, all all like all the chapters for for volume two, they're they're only in in the volume. That's it. They're only in the hardcover volume. Scandal. No, but it's actually really darn cheap. Hmm? Like considering what you get, it's like twenty bucks. Twenty bucks for for volume, and you and you get like this nice I mean, sleeve. It's up it's up to the artist and the creator if they choose to go down that avenue. Personally, I think that's the smarter version. Oh, but but you but you. But you told me that uh, earlier that uh, you knew of this artist? Yeah. She's okay. been around for some time, at least. She's been an active artist, I think, for at least a decade now. Um, there's this... Uh, up, like, when she came up, um, at the time, there were a few other artists um, also doing a very similar style, where basically uh, these big-eyed... Girls, female characters—they're all painted. And um, oh yeah, she yeah they're her, fine artists. And well yeah yeah she yeah her yeah because like her 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 actual background was like traditional art, right? Mm -hmm. Like she uh, she's a she's a painter, traditional painting. And uh, what she yeah because like I, I watched some of her interviews on YouTube. Like basically she like she she basically says like the same thing in most of them. Like uh, she was uh, raised uh, to do traditional like uh, to to like draw in traditional medium. Um, you know, and, and learn, like, you know, the, the craft traditionally, you know, from, like, the old masters, right? Mm. Uh, like, you know, Leonardo, all, the, all those nice stuff. All those nice people. Um, and what actually drew her eye was, uh, uh, and what actually what she learned on her own was, like, uh, just, uh, like, how to draw, like, in the style of Tampapo, mm. right? And she stuck to that style. Um, so, there you go. Um, her, she actually doesn't really do a lot of, uh, uh, like her own like comics really mm. she mostly she's mostly commissioned just to do illustrations right yeah like uh, but you know like she she ends up doing commissions for like big profile companies though hey doing whatever you need to do to pay the bills yeah like the only other uh, like comic book series that I've actually seen her do was like uh, it was weird I don't even know how she got that but like she like she ended up doing like a a comic book series of, based on Avril Lavigne. Yes, that came out what? Like a while back. Actually, I want to oh, buy that now. I think it was. I think. It was like it was like two thousand seven or so. It's almost been ten years now. Yeah, I should. I, I should. I actually want to get it just to see exactly, um, exactly how it how how it looks because I, if it looks anything like Tom Popo, I'd be like, I I'd, I'd be all over that. And it's Same. only it's only three volumes, too. <laughs> oh. See, no, see, like, uh, I'm going to show you a picture of, like, the, the little transition page. And she's like, oh, my God. 
It's very anime. And then, like, you know, it's very, very serious. Excuse me. Yeah, there's really like long a long day. Yeah, I really would probably want to talk more about Temple Pole right now, but you're probably really tired. Really late. Yeah, and I, I don't think you really want to talk any more about like uh. Well, yeah, I guess if you want to, we could probably talk about something else like later. Well, no, because I was actually researching um, the are the other artists that um, came out roughly around the same time as she did, and her name is Audrey Kawasaki. Audrey Kawasaki. Yes, and. Audrey Kawasaki's artwork, um, the idea was really similar. They just happened to all, this, these two artists just happened to paint doe-eyed girls. And they, they <laughs> if, came into the scene more or less at the same time. And um, that's what it reminded me of. I was first attracted to Kawasaki's art, and then I stumbled across... Um, Camilla? Camilla. Yes. Camilla. Camila's art too, and I'm like, oh, that's why they're all so similar. Huh. Or that's why they reminded me of each other. Okay, although I, I just I just see like nothing but clamp in like Yoshitoshi Abe in like Volume One. Volume Two is actually just clampy and just surreal. Her surreal style. Mm, her art has evolved. No, yeah, her okay. art is actually yeah, her art got a lot cleaner in uh, Volume Two. And I want to see what she does for Volume Three because. Uh, yeah, because it's been like about a year ever since she said, "Oh yeah, we're I'm working on Volume 3. <laughs> She's probably still working. On well, it. no, I'm, I'm, I bet she is, but she likes to take her time with this stuff. So freedom um, of being an artist. Yeah, so I, I I I don't know if I should like lend you. A, well, we can talk about it off air, but yeah. Um, no. 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 I refuse. So is, is are, are you done for now? I'm done forever. You're... If I had my way. If you had your way, but, but you are Carl, and oh, this was this was at least enjoyable, right? It was, I was mildly amused. You were mildly amused. I was mildly amused. Hmm. Like but, I said, I'm a fan of the artist, so for for me, it was it was a pretty good time. Are there any other artists uh, of this of this style that I should be aware of? Because you told, or was it? No, um, actually, that was one of the things that that actually surprised me um, when you told me that uh, you knew of this person, but you never told me about it. And then, like the, the then like the next comment that, that you told me, like you know, through SMS was, uh, or yeah, through my phone was, I didn't think I could have this power over you. I'm like, what? <laughs> I've never heard of me that you'd be into it. Like I've what? <laughs> I mean, over the years, I, you know, I, I've I've admired many artists, and she just happens to be one of many, well, hundreds. Yeah, I know. But, I mean, like, what, what I want to actually look at is, uh, because, I mean, I mean, obviously there's Japan, but mm-hmm. I, I actually want to cover, like, uh, I, I think uh, what I'm probably planning to do with uh, the, this uh, games anime stuff thing is, uh, I, I, I've noticed there's, like, just a lot of coverage on, um, this is just, like, anime stuff from Japan, but I, like, the, like the, you know, like, uh, Camellia, or Camila Camila um, like people like Camila, like this is stuff that like should be a little bit more exposed. <laughs> I think it's harder for women artists, if this style, to be taken more seriously because it's such a feminine style that they um, create their art. It's I, I don't know. I for those of you that have no idea who I am, which is all of you. 
Um, <laughs> oops, there goes my phone. Uh, okay, keep going. Um, I have, I've enjoyed creating and drawing art for as long as I've been alive. And um, even though art is not something I pursue professionally, it's still something that is very huge and strong in my life. And, you know, for a long time, I've made the comparisons of people, well, famous illustrators. Illustrators are, are definitely the people I admire. Mm -hmm. And people like, um, like Camilla, people like Audrey Kawasaki, they're very strong, very talented illustrators and artists who really don't get the recognition that I think they should get. I think mostly, not just because they're women, but because they draw such feminine art or they create such feminine art. And there are also, there, there are many men, male illustrators that I follow also, because there's a lot of people on social media nowadays. Mm -hmm. um, it's definitely another way to get your art out there. And, you know, infamous illustrators are almost always men, mm -hmm. even though there are women out there who are creating this fantastic art and they don't get, God, a tenth of the recognition that men have gotten. And, well, now we're definitely taking a more no, serious turn. But, no, okay, that's fine. Keep going. But, you know, I feel like, especially even with manga, it's seen, in, in comic book circles, manga is seen as a girl thing. It's <laughs> really? It's girl comics for so long. It's now finally turning a tide but when I started reading manga in the 90s it was very much seen as a girl thing those were girl comics that only involved girl things even though manga Japanese comics are limitless yeah I, I, and we I, all we all know now yeah. some of the most popular um, manga that's known in the United States is things like Naruto things like Bleach things and like One Piece, One Piece they're all shonen stuff though. they're shonen stuff they're boy kind yeah but back in my day you know, back in the olden days, back in the 90s. It was Sailor Moon. Girl comics. It was Sailor Moon. It was Sailor Moon. Yeah. Dragon Ball Z was a huge, huge, huge popular big thing. Yeah. But when you would think Japanese comic books, you would think girl stuff. Or at least that's the way it was perceived for so long. Hmm. Really? Yes. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because, like, Sailor Moon, like, really was mm -hmm. was more... Yeah, it was, it was more prominent. It wasn't until, really, I think, Toonami like came into the scene that it started pretty much and Toonami just picked and choose whatever happened to be explosively popular in Japan at the time mm -hmm. what happened to be popular was shonen yeah boy stuff shonen like sci-fi well no it was it was both a combination of um cyberpunk stuff really because that oh, was yeah because yeah, like what, what what actually brought it over was well, fr from my perspective it was like um part of the reason why anime became popular was because uh, a lot of you know, uh, like, it all goes back to, f to fans, you know, to fans and translating stuff, mm -hmm. right? Um, because, what is it, typically the, the, the first, people's first exposure to anime, like, before publishers actually got on board with, with taking this seriously was um, someone would buy a tape from Japan, right? <laughs> Literally, yeah, because, you know, we didn't have DVDs back then, right? Back in the day. Yeah, they would, they would buy a VHS or a Betamax tape from Japan. They would then go, you know, fly over to the United States. They would then try and uh, let 
but other people because this was back before internet became a big thing right but people who had computers were connected right they, you know they would be like oh there's gonna be a beat up for this like anime and stuff and this one dude has like this this machine that allows you to burn subtitles onto the thing right and you know and so like a lot of uh a lot of the anime a lot of the first like a lot of the big anime that first uh uh, got you know became exposed for you know from this is from my perspective mm. that first like uh, that first uh, got recognition were um, what is it were the you know the the high fantasy stuff like Record of Lotus War right mm. because Record of Lotus War was oh, actually throwing me back yeah Re- Record of, Record of Lotus War was actually a retelling of a D and D campaign from some dude <laughs> yeah that's why that's why you know that was one of the first one, one of the first anime. To get like really big exposure it was that, and then like mostly sci-fi stuff. Yes. Because yeah, because like a lot of Gundam a lot, was huge. Yeah, because a lot of yeah, a lot of anime fans were also you know computer nerds. So mm-hmm. you know they they love they love, they love technology. Cool, right? Yeah, they love technology, right? And usually these nerds also play tabletop games, and the most popular one was Dungeons and Dragons. Hence why Record of Lotus War was a a big thing. And those were those were those were like the first big shows to gain recognition over here. That's why like. Um, when you first think of anime um, in like the late nineties and stuff, you think like uh, Bubblegum Crisis, right? Cyber, oh. hard, yeah, hardcore cyberpunk stuff, oh, right? Boy. Yeah, that's hardcore cyberpunk. Sorry, you're throwing me back. Man. Yeah, Akira, right? Akira was also a big cyberpunk thing because it talks about transcendence oh, and yeah. yeah, and bio, you know, and human, you know, and uh, bioengineering, right? Uh, oh, yeah, it's a lot of that stuff. Um, and uh, Ghost in the Shell, right? Yes, yeah. that was definitely a big one. Yeah, it was it was a huge influence. Uh, that's why Bungie, um, you know, before they got bought off, bought, bought up by Microsoft and was forced to make Halo for like a, a <laughs> decade, right? Almost a decade or so. But their last game that they made um, was Oni, and it was heavily influenced by Ghost in the Shell. Um, you know, like the down to the down to the main char- character design. You know, her hair is purple. She knows martial arts, right? She's also like a genetically enhanced in some way, but she's not she's not a cyborg. Mm-hmm. Uh, like the colonel was but she still had purple hair she knows like her martial arts and like a, a bunch of other Bungie stuff uh, and like Bungie's other game before they were bought out before they were bought out by Microsoft that they owned was Myth right and if you uh, it was like a it was an RTS game like a high fantasy RTS game but when you actually looked at the cutscenes they looked they're, they're, they're a drawn anime style so yeah like you know like a whole bunch of like uh, anime fans like a lot of the first anime fans were nerds like you know computer nerds what's up yeah no like people like me mm. right so and yeah that's from my perspective yeah so i but yeah but like you know people who weren't into computers and didn't know anybody who knew computers yeah i, I i'm assuming yeah I, yeah you're 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 about right because dragon ball wasn't really that big until uh i'm guessing uh cartoon network like started syndicating like you know got the syndication rights to uh, showcase it on really yeah, you think yeah. so it, when did Dragon Ball Z like come out it came out in the, in the, in the states in the 90s it mm-hmm. did not hit, it was not on Cartoon, Cartoon Network first really it was syndicated just like every almost every other anime not, out there no not uh, uh, what is it no no like are you sure because oh, I'm, I'm I'm thinking of the of the Dragon Ball one like the one where Goku was nope, still a kid oh okay I watched it I watched it both in English and Spanish back in the 90s, and I did not have cable. <laughs> nice. I, there was Dragon Ball Z, there was Sailor Moon, there was a series called uh, Ronin Warriors, <laughs> Samurai Pizza Cats. Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, there was like a bunch of like, yeah, there was actually a bunch of other, uh, other, 
other anime shows that there weren't was... marketed. Yeah, they weren't marketed as actual anime shows yes. because yes, because they didn't know how to market it. In yeah. fact, I first learned of the word anime through a magazine in the mid '90s because the the shows that I was watching, things like Sailor Moon, I didn't have a word for them. I knew they were not American shows, but I didn't know where they came from. I just knew vaguely they were from Japan. But other than that, I had no other information. There wasn't any info out there in the mid-90s. I didn't have access to the internet at that time. Not many people did. So um, when I came across the word anime, I'm like, that, that's it. That's the word. That's exactly what I'm looking at. That's what I'm a fan of. Mm. And before that, you just knew these cartoons were not American. That's all you know. And they looked yeah. kind of weird looking and they had big funny eyes and they had funky colored hair. And, but you knew there was a story there and there, there was, it was really, really entertaining. Mm -hmm. But other than that, there was not much of info out there. Yeah. Cause no, yeah. Cause I'm, I'm yeah, I'm trying to pinpoint exactly. Cause, cause I'm, I'm trying to see from your perspective where you think that it was mostly a girly thing. Um, because yeah, actually I preferred watching Sailor Moon over uh, Dragon Ball, um, at the time. Hell yeah. Cause it was better. <laughs> and then take five years to power up. Yeah, it, it, it didn't feel like a, a really, really, really long, boring wrestling match. <laughs> <laughs> it really, it's what it felt like to me. But, well, I don't know, like for a long time, for a long time, most comic book companies didn't understand, at least the mainstream comic book, American comic book companies, mm -hmm. did not understand how the hell manga was so popular. When when their comic when when Mar when Marvel and DC were staggering, back in the back about ten fifteen years ago, and in fact when their numbers were dropping when people weren't buying as many American comics, manga was soaring, mm -hmm. and they could not figure out why. Well, yeah, that's I, true. I, we we all figured out why it's because you know. They're original characters, well, typically. Well, and not just that, but, you know, they were telling a story other than... Yeah, like, you know, like supervillains. Yeah, corporate yeah, cor corporate corruption. Yeah, right? it, there was more to it. Like, there were girl superheroes. There were um, everyday, you know, life stories. There was sci-fi. Yeah, there was a wider variety. Yeah, there was a wider variety of stories. And, like, not every, like... The main characters either were not like mostly naked or in, in, a, <laughs> or in a suit of spandex, right? That is true. Yeah, they, they, they had wide, a better variety of uh, character designs. I mean, not just character designs, but the way the stories were told. Like, there was more than just one thing for you to pick from. With Marvel and DC, all you had was, okay, pick this superhero yeah that was the other yeah they were always also afraid to like create new characters too they would they always were, re they would always rehash the same they were afraid to create new characters that weren't white muscly dudes yeah period in spandex in spandex or in in like uh like a barbarian outfit attire <laughs> like in, in i mean they're they're finally fixing that now and it's been for me it was too late because yeah. i was a I was a comic book. I was an American comic book fan growing up, mm -hmm. before manga took over my life. And as much as I enjoyed reading DC and Marvel, I was a big DC girl fan. It they eventually lost me because they wouldn't tell stories about someone who looked like me. Yeah, a girl. They wouldn't tell stories about any of their female characters. All they 
Wood was just rehashed. Male the power ma- fantasy. It was always the males. It was always, you yeah. know, m- masculine storytelling about things that they've already done before. And they refused to acknowledge their girl base or their women base for so long. They're finally now acknowledging that, which is great. But for me, it was too little too late. And in DC's case, they've been around for, God, 70 to 80 years now. Yeah. And Marvel's been around since the 60s. Why the fuck did it take generations for them to say, hmm, maybe we should pay attention to 50% of our (laughs) fan base that (laughs) was buying our comics and talking about us? I mean, that would have been nice. Manga at least acknowledged the girls. Manga acknowledged that girls had stories to tell. Mm -hmm. Manga acknowledged that there were girl readers. Yeah, actually, uh, did I I give you two Terra? Like, it was a manga. Like there was, I don't know if I remember giving you like a, a series called Two Terra. You might have, but I don't. It was like a sci-fi thing, like a, um, it, like it, it involved like a like a bunch of dudes who were like telepathic, and they they. Oh. That's like every other sci-fi thing. Well, well, no, well, back in the day, that was like a big thing because uh, one that was actually that was actually written by a, by a woman. Ooh. Yeah, it was written by. Yeah, there was like yeah back back before like a. Because, like, what is it? She was part of uh, this one group of women. Actually, like, not really clamped. Yeah, because it was cool back in the day because, like, there were, like, a lot of women authors. Um, Japanese women authors. Yeah, there have always been many Japanese... Well, not maybe not all. No, and but... no, but they actually could write as good a, a good uh, sci-fi story as... Ah. Yeah, as men can. Of course they can. It's just women aren't as celebrated in sci-fi or fantasy. Mm-hmm. You know, unless they're just a character to be saved, which always sucks. But slowly yet surely, both well, around the world, I hope, women are starting to be a little bit more acknowledged as more than just, you know, um, the damsel in distress. <laughs> or an Escher girl. Huh? Or an Escher girl. Oh, Lord. <laughs> you know, oh, my God. Good Christ. Escher. Why you got to bring that up? Why you got to bring that up? Escher girls is great, though. They're fantastic, and it's... It's amazing. And it's traumatizing. It's amazingly it's traumatizing. So, it's so frustrating. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, <laughs> No, we're not getting into this. No, we could talk about Escher Girls like some other time. Christ almighty. Yeah, we could like could spend a whole episode on Escher Girls. I'm sure we could. I have plenty of to talk about. Oh my god. No, because like not only not only like is the website good for like awesome examples, like the like if you actually click on the commentary tag, like they have mm. they have like a lot of good messages to say too. Of course. It's awesome. God. What was that bad one? Aikatsu. Aikatsu. <laughs> no idea. No, the Aikatsu, like the, the idols and stuff. Oh, good lord. That's how we got there? No. No. See, let's see Aikatsu right here. Oh, lord, girl. Hey, the, I, what, what, what pe- okay, for oh those God, of you who don't shiny. know. Yeah, for those of you who don't know, I just gave her uh, one, of my, one of my portable hard drives I just got. Um, and I put like Aikatsu stickers at it. So, just so I help identify that's my hard drive. Can't imagine how anyone would mistake this with anything else, Carl. <laughs> Show for little girls. It's a ridiculously shiny. Yeah, I actually want. I actually do want to talk about uh, Aikatsu with you sometime because. Oh the, Christ! No, because Dave doesn't want to talk about it at all. Because he's a hater. No, he he likes Aikatsu. He actually watched it for. He watched like about a year and a half worth of episodes. Ah, sucker! <laughs> I've only watched like an episode. Zero episodes, right? I've I've watched one. You did? Yeah, I sure did. How? I think you forced me. Oh, okay. Then so much for that. Problem is, I don't remember how to spell that word, so. 
That's how I got saved. <laughs> this time, anyway. Oh no, it's not. Yeah, it's not. In the, it's not on these stickers either. Oh well. <laughs> that don't know all of all of you carl has uh tortured me throughout the years and <laughs> you just said this <laughs> oh yeah i did <laughs> you're tired okay i'm so tired yeah we, we, we should stop this now before like this gets really 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 long and, you know I'm, exposing all your evil expo- yeah because like there's like i'm not too sure if we have enough uh memorable quotes in here that we can use it as a title what a pity uh yeah as a t- as the episode title because usually that's how that's how I do it. What a, what a terrible pity. I'm, yeah, what a terrible I'm pity. so upset. Look at my sad face. Yeah, I, I've actually noticed, like, when I listen to, like, a lot of podcasts, um, uh, typically... Oh, I know what we can title it. Jesus Christ, Carl. <laughs> with an exclamation point. <laughs> Jesus Christ, Carl, with an exclamation point. Uh, yeah, but, uh, yeah, this is, uh, this is actually pretty, uh, pretty hey, fruitful. Does, does David call you David or Carl? He calls me Carl. Why? Who calls you David? Um, it's usually my family. Oh, okay. Yeah. Fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. So, well, yeah. This is a. Uh, Alex is trying to call you Dave now, and he's confusing me. Yeah. This is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, for for those of you who. Uh, All of you. Yeah. For those of you who don't who don't know who who's the other voice on on this line, this is uh this is Vanessa. Hey. Uh, yeah, a real close friend of mine. Hey. Yeah. We yeah. go back long ways, but oh, uh, God. that's that's a story for another time. Anyway. Yeah, we, we gotta go because it's like, it's been over an hour. And okay. We all need sleep. I'm tired. I mean, I gotta go to Macy's. Alright, so take care everybody, um, and we'll see you guys next time. And I apologize.